Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Literally about 15 seconds ago, I just hung up from talking to a man. Something has happened, and I want to bring our listeners into it because you're involved in it. It's very, very, very good news. Uh, You know, I've been trying to tell everybody that we're in the last days, and I'm still going to say that I do not know. I'm going to repeat it twice. I do not know that America necessarily is going to fall in 2020 or 2021 or 2022. I do, however, think that it is close. I do think that we're in the ballpark. And as I've said before, that 2020 is 400 years since the Mayflower Compact. 2020 is 40 years since God pronounced judgment on America. And both of those is not a coincidence that it winds up in 2020. So for the purpose of what I'm trying to say here, let's assume for just a moment that America's judgment does arrive sometime in the 2020-2021 ballpark. And please hear me again. I am not saying it is. I really do not know. I do not know. God has not told me. However, in light of what I'm about to tell you, keep that in mind. Okay, so here's what happened. I'm going to say this broadcast. This is very personal. And I know we've got some new listeners out there, and you may not understand some of the things I'm saying, and I'm sorry. If you've been listening for a long time, then you're about to rejoice. I've got some very, 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 very good news. So let's back up from the beginning. Back in about 2007, God spoke to Leslie and gave her this dream, and he said that, tell Stan that if he'll study the feasts, that I will show him the secret door to understand all Bible prophecy. So I studied the feasts, but apparently I didn't study them enough because he didn't show me the secret door until 2007. Then in 2008, the attorney called and asked if I would be willing to start a new corporation, a new oil corporation, to continue the vision to find oil in Israel. My exact words were, thanks, but no thanks. I've got my plate full. I don't need to do anything like that. I'll pray about it, but probably not. So that night, this was my prayer. Lord, you know I don't have some $5,000 laying around to give that attorney to start some oil corporation. So if you want me to do it, send the money in Jesus' name. If there was ever a prayer I didn't think made it, <laughs> made it, made it, made it through the ceiling, it was that one. But the next day, and I can tell you exactly what happened. Office called, lady called, she wants to talk to you about oil in Israel. I'm thinking, why does people keep calling me? I don't have anything to do with oil in Israel. He said, well, she's been a $50 a month partaker now for over 10 years. I think you ought to call her. Well, I was going to call her anyway, but now that obligated me. So I called her, and she says, thank you for calling. The reason I asked you to call is because two nights ago, God woke me up in the middle of the night told me I was to give you $30,000 to continue the vision to find oil in Israel. My exact answer was, well, fine. (laughs) She said, what? (laughs) So I told her what was going on. She sent the $30,000 check. It cashed and cleared. So we started Prophetic Oil. Now, someplace in here, do I really want to tell you this? For me to really tell you the truth, I'm going to have to tell you this. Okay, so... My wife says sometimes I tell people too much, and probably this is not exactly appropriate for nationwide radio, 
But if you want to know the truth, because, you know, that's me. I I, I tell the truth. Again, wife says <laughs> sometimes you do too TMI, you know, too much information. So I can tell you the truth. I have not really pursued this whole oil in Israel thing. Why? The reason is, is because I'm scared. Now, let me explain. So when we started the Prophetic Oil Company, January 1 of 2008, the attorney that talked me into doing it, after I said I'd do it, and we started the company, he said, now, I have to tell you something, and you need to listen. And you need to listen really close. And if you don't listen, and if you don't follow every step, there is a high probability you're going to go to jail. What? I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> well, for the next hour, he put the fear of God in me. The fear that if I do not follow every rule, and he had plenty of examples of other good Christians that did not follow the law concerning corporations, and while they did what they thought was an honest, good job, he had several examples, they went to prison. And so I think it scared me, and I, I'm afraid. I'm afraid to do anything with prophetic oil, basically because I don't want to get arrested. <laughs> I don't want to do anything wrong. Now, when I went on that tour, this was, okay, we started prophetic oil January 1 of 2008, and then I set up an 18-city speaking tour, and in it was June, June 14th of 20. 2008. I spoke in Amarillo that night. I've told you about this story. And after I spoke, I prayed. I said, Lord, I hope you're pleased with what's going on <laughs> because this is not going so good. We're spending $3,500 in advertising per city, and there's not many people showing up, not many people getting saved, not many people investing in prophetic oil. So I hope you're pleased with what we're doing. Well, he spoke to me then. I mean, he, I heard words, and it, these words were not in my heart. These words are in my ears. And I heard, Stan, I will give you the money to drill the well in Israel. Unquote. Now, anytime I say that, I have to give you a disclaimer because that sounds like I'm guaranteeing something. So here's the disclaimer. I cannot guarantee that we will ever get the money or drill or hit oil in Israel. So that's my disclaimer. While I think it is the voice of God, you probably, if you don't think I'm lying, Probably believe it's the voice of God, too. So anyway, Stan, I will give you the money to drill the well in Israel. Now, up till that point, I would have nothing to do with these get-rich-quick schemes. See, I used to be, I can't say the name. I used to put on these public speaking courses and sales courses and management courses for 13 years. And so everybody in the area saw me as Mr. Successful. So I was, I was like I had a target on my chest. Everybody was coming up to me with their get-rich-quick scheme, their big company, or their great sales position, or their great management position, or their multi-level marketing, whatever, that is going to get me rich because they saw the talent in me and they wanted me on their team. So I just politely and kindly got out of every one of them. But after he says, Stan, I will give you the money to drill the well in Israel, I decided, okay, okay, fine, I will listen. So long story short, God put something in my hand. I can't talk about it. I have signed a non-disclosure agreement. There is an opportunity 
that has dropped into my hands that I believe that will finance the project. So since I know that is coming, I've sort of just dropped the whole thing about prophetic oil. Now let's move on to the point of the broadcast. So in this process, God spoke audibly to me. And the story on that is one night I was, and I can pull up all of the dates and all of this, but I'm just talking from my heart. I have not prepared what I'm going to say in this broadcast. This is an unprepared broadcast. I was drop, dropping off to sleep one night, and I said, and I thought about it before I said it. I said, Lord, I, I just want to say that I love you more than I love my wife, my ministry, even the beat of my own heart. I love you more than anything. Well, that apparently was the right thing to say because I got the most audible voice of God I'd ever heard. It sounded like I was in the middle of a sphere. This voice was in my ears, but it was in my whole body, my whole being. It was coming from all directions, and it said. First of all, I saw in the dream I had a sword, and it was a two-handed or long-handled sword because I could hold it with two hands, and it was extremely sharp and very light, and I could spin around in any direction. And so let me think, which comes first? I heard the voice first, and it said, I'm giving you part of the harvest from the seeds sown by Billy Graham. Then the sword appeared in my hand, and a two-foot-by-two-foot piece of paper appeared up into my right. I took the sword, and I cut off about a third of the paper. As I cut off the paper, it just turned to a waterfall, meaning all of these souls will come in very quickly. December 7, 1987, when I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, shortly after that, I went to a full gospel businessman meeting where Charles Doss was speaking, and I'm going to cut the story short. Went out for prayer. He said, put your hands up, son. He said, the Lord's got a special double anointing for you, a double portion. He said, you will be a soul winner. You're going to save, now hear this carefully, because I'm about to talk about it, thousands upon thousands. The Lord wants you to know that all of your sins have been forgiven. Now let's fast forward to another time. Dimitri died. I was very upset. It was 1997. I went out fasted for a whole week. On the morning of the sixth day, I woke up into this vision. I was standing in a parking lot, and as far as my eye could see, it was looking south, there was lines of cars, and I could see about 20 miles away. They were all cycling into this big sports stadium that I had organized the meeting. I had just come from a TV interview. The TV station was trying to get people to come to the meeting. I'm going to cut the story short. The point is, uh, he showed me I will be doing crusades. He showed me another dream just here a couple of years ago of me being at another crusade. And give you all the details, all this. The point I'm trying to get to is, I believe he has called me to do crusades. Big, big, huge crusades. Now, we've done about 60 of these small crusades that range from as little as 40 people all the way up to 800 people at a crusade. We've had a lot of experience with managing, setting up, organizing what the do's and the do-nots of doing a crusade. And I think that's all the hand of God, all prepared to happen. Now, let's bring you current. August 8th, 2015, sitting in this chair, looking at this monitor, I said, Lord, I don't know what you want to say tomorrow morning for the sermon. What would you like to say? And I heard the audible voice of God for the first time in my life while I'm awake. And I heard it in the night, but this was during the day. 
And it said, these are the days of miracles. Excuse me, this is the time of miracles. Get it right. This is the time of miracles. Then what he downloaded in my heart is, as the judgment hits, hear that again, as the judgment hits, so will the miracles. But what I got was, these are not normal miracles, not miracles like we've seen. These are miracles like no one has ever seen, going back to Adam. That's what he downloaded in my heart. Now, I just assume double portion miracles because that's what Joel 2 says. However, that's how we interpret. That's not exactly what it says. I called Pastor Massey in another conversation a few months later, and he said, hey, by the way, the Lord told me that miracles are coming. He said, but they're not going to be double portion miracles. They're going to be sevenfold miracles. Then July the 4th of 2018, it was. Yes, that's right. July 14, 2018, Sundar Salvage had four angels visit him, and the four angels said that miracles are about to come like even the angels have never seen. Well, Jesus said, greater works than these shall you do because it go to the Father. Well, we've never seen anybody top his miracles yet. But I believe those sevenfold, those kind of miracles are about to happen. Now, let me tell you just what happened. So, with us doing all of these uh, these crusades in the past, my wife, Leslie, is very sensitive. She's a prophet. And, I mean, there, she might, in my opinion, she might be the greatest prophet on the face of the earth right now. Uh, it's pretty hard to say, but I, I know she's very accurate. However... Having done all these crusades and battled the devil with all the things we had to battle, so I brought up to her about possibly starting the crusades again, only not the crusades that we did before and the way we did them, but miracle crusades. So so you can understand. Let me back up. When we did the Power of Jesus crusades, we did over 60 of them. It was primarily about giving and receiving personal prophecies. Everyone that attended was guaranteed that they would receive a personal prophecy from a senior prophet. We would set up tables in another room, take people out row by row to go in and sit down and get a prophecy. And I can tell you that the Spirit of God showed up big time. People walked out of that room blowing their nose and wiping their eyes, and everybody, I, I don't think we ever received a complaint saying that this was not God. It was, I mean, God showed up big time. While they were doing that, we also taught them the beginning steps of how to hear the voice of God to give a personal prophecy. That's not what he has laid on my heart to do. What he's laid on my heart to do is to start seven, and this is going to be the name of it, sevenfold miracle crusades. Sevenfold miracle crusades. Meaning, we are believing that soon, I don't know when. My, if I had a guess, I would I would guess probably like in the ballpark of March. But I don't know. He has not told me. But I would say soon judgment is going to hit America. And so we are looking. Now, please do not write on your calendar yet. We are looking at a date in April, possibly the dates of April 20, 21, and 22, which is a Saturday, Sunday, and a Monday. Why? Because those are the, the feasts of unleavened bread. What is unleavened bread about? It goes back to Egypt. This is when the Pharaoh told Moses and all of his children of Israel to get out. They were no longer given permission. They were ordered, having seen all of the firstborn children die in Egypt, they were ordered out of Egypt. Get up and get out now. Go now. 
And as a result, they couldn't let the bread rise. And so they just threw the bread with the kneading troughs over their shoulders and they left. And it was a sign of coming out of Egypt. It's a sign of getting the sin out, getting leaving the nation of sin, Egypt, coming into and the crossing over the Red Sea, which is a picture of first fruits. We're not getting into that today. It's a sign of getting the sin out because leaven is a picture of sin. So it's a picture of getting the sin out. So we're talking about doing it for the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Now understand, when we say the word feast, we Americans think food (laughs) and eating. (laughs) But that's not what God thinks. Because I even wrote it down here. Let's see, where is the verse? Okay, here we go. Leviticus 23.37. Everything upon his day. The feasts are God's appointments. They are days that God is telling us on these specific days. You want to know when it's my hand? When you see things happen on these specific days, it's my hand. I will see that my work, my major work, happens on these days. So we're looking at doing it for the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Now, part of what I'm about to say, you might not like. Because this is not a typical American Christian meeting we're talking about. We're talking about a meeting where we really want the serious to show up. Now, let me tell you about the miracle behind this. Okay, so I just hung up talking to a fellow that has just sent us, the check just arrived today, a pretty large check. And he sent it specifically to finance coming miracle revivals. He didn't say the word crusade. Now, let me tell you about this guy. He says that about 20 years ago, God called him to be a seer. He said he was handed a letter by the angel in the dream, and he had asked the Lord, how do you see me? And that night, he was handed a letter in the dream by an angel, and the letter had the letters CR, CR, as in Charlie Robert, Charlie Robert, okay, CR, 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 hundreds of times. And he said, I don't understand. What do you mean? He said, CR, you are a seer. You ask, how do I see you? He said, you are a seer. He said, now, what was downloaded in my heart was, I'm a seer likened unto the Joseph type of prophet. Well, what did Joseph do? Joseph provided food to the starving. Hope you're hearing this, because this is What you're hearing is something very big, very supernatural. You don't understand it yet, but if I can communicate that, it's very big. He said, 20 years ago, I was fasting, and Jesus came into me in this dream. Since, I've had five angel visits, and he was very humble about it. I had to pump it out of me. I had to keep asking questions. If he hadn't said a little passing word, I'd never even known any of this. He says, three times, Jesus came to me in a dream. He said, about two years ago, he told me that I am sending Listen carefully. I'm sending the greatest miracle revival America has ever seen through him. Let me say it again. Two years ago, the angel visited him and told him that I'm sending the greatest miracle revival America has ever seen through him and even told him the exact number of souls that would be given to him through this Greatest Miracle Revival in America. 
Now, he said, I didn't write it down. I wish I had. I didn't write it down. He said, but it was something like it was over a million with some odd thousand, okay, a million and, and thousand. Well, the next angel came, and he said, and the angel told him that he was wroth with those people who should be supporting this ministry. He said, now, I don't know that he was talking about Prophecy Club. He said, I just know that that his people are not supporting the ministry that is supposed to be bringing in this miracle revival. He said it was something on the order of like a Joyce Meyer thing. He said, but it would be lots bigger than that. He also told him that he is making him captain of the merchant marines, meaning that he is using him to be a captain to bring in this revival. Now, here's the interesting part. So this guy calls me, calls the office. I want to be a supporter. Have Stan call me. And so I called him, and he said, "I blah, 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 you know, I've got some money, blah, 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 blah. I want to send you a, a donation. So he sent the donation, and when we were talking about it, he, he says, tell me your needs. What He says, I said, well, actually, what we are looking at doing is starting what I'm going to call Sevenfold Miracle Crusades. I said, about two weeks ago after church, my wife and I, Leslie, and uh, our two uh, associate pastors that work the church with us, went out to eat after church. We were talking, and I said, I think I messed up. I said, he originally gave me the secret door that he would told me he'd give me the secret door in 2007. I didn't actually study the feast enough to get the secret door until 2017. I said, so I think I've missed God by 10 years on that book that should have been out a long time ago. I said, and then he gave me prophetic oil in 2008. I said, here we are, 2018, 10 years later. And I said, I still don't have the money to go drill the well in Israel. I said, I think I'm a failure there. I said, then August 8th of 2015, I heard the words, this is a time of miracles. And I said, and I haven't got any miracle crusades going. I said, frankly, I said, I'm tired of waiting. I think that this is the time. I think this is the time. And I said, I think that what we're about to see is judgment about to hit. Probably these 63,000 or whatever it is, uh, high-level executives are about to be arrested. And it's going to start rioting in the streets. It's going to start judgment on a land like we've never seen in our lifetime. When the judgment hits, so will the miracles. That's what he told me. And I said, I think I've been missing it. And I said, I'm tired of missing it. I don't want to miss it anymore. I said, I want to get these going. I said, look. I know, I know, I know that I know that I know that we're supposed to start these meetings. I don't know exactly the date yet. I said, but I know this, that when we hold these meetings, sevenfold miracles, miracles like we've never seen, that no one, not the angels that spoke to Sundar, no one going back to Adam. Jesus said, greater works than these shall you do because they go to the Father. Well, no one's topped his miracles yet. But it's about to happen, and he's going to send it through the Prophecy Club. Now, while I'd like to, in the flesh, see lots and lots of people there, at this point, it's more important to have the people that are ready. Going to the marriage supper, the, uh, the virgins, the ones that are ready, went in. Well, that's what we're looking for for this crusade coming up, the ones that are ready. So we have put some pretty heavy requirements on those people that are coming. First of all, if you want to come to this, we're going to ask you to fast three consecutive days just prior to coming. 
can't do a fast because you got some medical issue, fine, I understand. But other than a major medical issue that would prohibit you from fasting three consecutive days, and that means no food, you can still have juice and coffee and water and tea and stuff like that. No food. That's what we're asking. And I'm going to do probably a whole program because I looked up three days. There's 61 scriptures in the Bible that has three days. Jonah was in the whale three days. Jesus was in the uh, the earth three days. So many things happened in three days. And I can only tell you that the Lord made it known to me that I need to put that requirement on three days. Then the Lord spoke to Leslie that what we're going to ask for is an Isaiah twenty two twenty two donation, a gift uh, for those people that want to come. In other words, we're asking you to sow a $222 seed to come. Well, Stan, what if they don't have the money? Well, if it's God, they'll have the money. In the kingdom of God, money's not a problem because our God owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He owns all the gold and silver. And if he wants a person to be there, it doesn't make any difference how broke they are. If it's sending them a fish with a gold coin in their mouth, he will provide the money. If they're willing to fast three days, if they're willing to sow a $222 seed, then they're the right one to be there. Because we don't want people with too much sin. We don't want people that are, how do I say this, young in the Lord. I mean, I don't know. God knows. If God's willing to provide the $222, if they're willing to fast three days, then they're the right ones to come to it. Now, here's what we're planning. I'm going to reserve a hotel here in the DFW area for 1,200 people. We're going to limit the first one to 1,000 people. I don't know how many people show up. It's not about how many people show up. It's about the quality of people, people that are, quote, ready, that will show up. Look, this guy sent a, well, I started to tell you the amount, but it was a nice donation. Specifically, he sent it to finance a great miracle revival. He did not know that we had been discussing this. And I told him, he was amazed, meaning this is, we've got several confirmations, confirmations, confirmations that we're supposed to do this and that we're supposed to do it now. Let me tell you one more thing. And I'm not saying that we're setting revival yet. Don't call. Don't try to reserve your spot yet. I, I, I will tell you. I will tell you when we've got it set for sure. Saturday, about two weeks ago, I had this dream. I dreamed that I drove up to a place where they had been going down into the earth without using any heavy equipment and just squeezing down through cracks and they would chip out these precious gems and rubies and emeralds and whatever it was and that several of these like little Asian guys, these little really small skinny guys would squeeze down through these cracks and there had been several of them that had actually died down there because they'd squeeze into a crack and there was no air down there, no circulation, and they would die of suffocation, lack of oxygen. And that was all part of the dream. And in the dream, I drove up in a pickup truck, and I said, guys, this is not the way to do it. I said, what you got to do is bring in the heavy equipment backed up with lots of money and mine these gems out properly. And I woke up, Lord, I don't understand that dream. What, what, what is the meaning? And I never got an interpretation. The next day, 
I called associate pastor. She's also an ordained prophet through Leslie of our church. And as I was talking to her, she said, by the way, the Lord spoke something to me today. He spoke to me that we're supposed to get these crusades going again. Instantly, I knew what the dream was. And I told her, I said, this is what I saw. I saw these guys that were mining, but they weren't doing it right. They were just trying to do it the the cheap way, squeezing through cracks, trying to chisel out a few pennies for a few jewels. I walked up, said, no, you got to do it right, bringing the heavy equipment back up with big money and do the mining right, meaning that when we do these crusades, we got to do it right. We got to bring in the heavy equipment back up with big money and so, I mean, I think that's why God sent this guy's donation. He said, I'm bringing the greatest revival that America's ever seen, and I'm bringing it through you. And he's, he is the guy that sent the money that is going to start these crusades coming up. Well, I've run out of time. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your gifts of support. And, yes, we could use some big gifts to get this revival going. God bless you.